we got to press record here. Yeah. So yeah, right, let's do this. let's do this. this. Is the cold open? <laughs> okay. I want everyone to go and tell me the first CD they bought on their own. Bought on my own. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I I I let me think about it, but I feel like my answer is not going to surprise anybody for obvious reasons. Oh, was it a U two album? Well, I don't know. Let me think. Let me <laughs> let me think. I'm so surprised. <laughs> Um, man, first one. I don't. Was there any before that? Let's I don't see. know. That is a good question. I'm not sure. So I probably go ahead. Go ahead, Caleb. Okay. You, you go first. So I remember the first time. So my brother, my brother brought home an Amberlynn album. Nice. And that was one of the first that like we purchased with like our own money. But that was Josh. I'm not sure what like my first one would have been, but something like something like Amber, something like Christian Rock would have been the acceptable um, answer. Um, yes, that's a good one. I did I get any Christian? Did I buy a Christian Rock CD? <laughs> I'm gonna say no because I remember that I know that there was a station that we listened to a lot. Um, I yeah, I actually do think surprising no one that it was the 2009 u2 album no line on the horizon uh which i bought with my own money in college um yeah i think that had to be it and admittedly not their best album but it i i did still buy it and i did still go to the store to get it this is back when when you could still reliably go to the store and get CDs. Yeah, it's it's been a minute since that's it's, been a thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a while. That was a that was a long long time ago. Um, so yeah, that's that's got to be it for me. Jordan, I, I'm wow. imagine, yeah. So I imagine for you, Jordan, this is going to be we're going to have to uh, dust off some some photo albums to find yours. Eight? Yeah, <laughs> What's it? did better, you get an eight um, track? Mine, mine was a mine. Which record Mine did you get? CD. Mine was a CD. Hmm. Wow. Was it when um, they first? Was it when they first came out? No, floppy disk. My ass. Uh, so, no, it was it was a, it was a, a compact disc. Uh, you assholes. Uh, I unfortunately couldn't. I I remember at the time I could not sneak a Limp Biscuit album past. Oh. Like. I tried, and I think I failed on, on one of those. Yeah, but I do remember it clear as day, and I've actually started to re-listen to that album because it's a classic. Rage Against the Machine, nice. The Battle of Los Angeles, yeah, that's a good first one. So in in, in 1999, your boy was listening to Gorilla Radio, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just going ham. <laughs> on some uh, on some in NHL '99 and yeah. like Mario Kart. Yeah, talk talk about a fucking upgrade. Like, good lord, <laughs> going from Limp Biscuit to Rage. Like, yeah. First of all, sir. Although I will say, all, no, go go ahead, Jordan. Are you going to defend Fred Durst uh, right now? <laughs> yes. You're goddamn right. I am. Oh, okay. Defense. Here we go. Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit had their moment. Okay, we cannot <laughs> hate on moments. That, all right, no plural. I, I, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying Rage is the vastly superior band. <laughs> but for the time, 
it was oh, yeah. it, for the time it was a step. The the rage the rage album definitely like it ages better. Like no one's really proud about their first CD being uh, you know the chocolate starfish and hot dog flavor watered album. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the Battle of Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine, yes, definitely comes off a lot better. You know, in twenty twenty two than does the Limp Biscuit one. I watched that Woodstock '99 documentary, which oh, yeah. like showed Limp Biscuit it's performing, and fantastic. like people went apeshit. They lost their ever-loving minds when Limp Biscuit went up there and just started throwing shit around. And uh, was it one of those? So, yeah. Is was it them or Corn that had the the song that was literally called "Break Something"? I think I think that, that was. And was that Limp Biscuit or was that Corn? That was Limp Biscuit. Okay. That was Limp Biscuit. Okay. Yeah, because they were they were both in that in that yeah, festival. Corn um, prompts too. Yeah, I will say, I, I do believe at the time, uh, Fred Durst did more for the Yankees cap <laughs> than anybody else, including including the Yankees, including because who won every kid wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Daddy yes, because. Game. Okay, no one, no one. Okay, no one in Texas or in the Midwest get, gave a shit about the Yankees. No one gave a shit about them, but everyone wanted the red fitted. Okay, let's let, let's not let's not you know let, let, let's not you know discount the red fitted Yankee that Fred Durst was rocking. Everyone remember, wanted that, and you and you I, wanted I that, and you wanted Yankees. I still say that. Um, um, I still say that. Big Daddy Kane had more to do with that than anybody, but you know, I'll allow it. Okay, and we're gonna go full circle. We're gonna go. We're, I'm gonna wrap it around here. Oh, we're we gonna we talk about it. full circle. I like them. Uh, um, full, uh, <laughs> we're gonna go. Can they uh, what they're doing? So obviously, obviously, I uh, I assume y'all have heard the the news that Tom is is has taken a hiatus from you know proving that aliens are real, and has rejoined Blink 182. Oh, that's right. And that wasn't quite the way I phrased it in our group chat, but yeah, that's yes, we're aware of that news. And damn it, I looked online already, and the ticket prices are ridiculous for that's the third row at the AAC. No surprise. They're already they're already one seventy per to two hundred for not great seats. Just stupid and, because Blink was has Blink with Matt Skiba over the last few years has been better than Blink. Over you know pre Matt Skiba was for years, so I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, that 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 last Blink album, uh, I think it was what Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. Now my I, I think my wife, will, I think my wife will call us both heretics and like you know <laughs> you know burn us uh, at, my at, at at a my wife. Uh, because she is, she is the true, she is the true blinkhead out of, out of any, out of any of us. Um, and, and yeah, no, she's, she's already disappointed that the, the tickets are retailing, uh, a, a little bit pricey. And like, I even looked at like different, like different cities. I was like, Oh, Chicago in early May. That might not be so bad. Nope. 250. Yeah, I bet they're even more. Na- Nashville in July. It's for the rich. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, Just, you know now. what's sad is you know what you know what's sad is do they not realize that like do 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 they not realize as uh you know pop punk bands become you know legacy rock acts that 
elder millennials don't necessarily have have a lot of you know free money lying around, guys. It's not like yeah. we, not like uh, you know, we we had just a ton of assets we were able to build, you know, off you know, yeah. good government policies, and then kind of to pull up the ladder behind us in the seventies and eighties. Uh, yeah, especially especially <laughs> considering we're spending half our take home on rent. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Don't forget, don't forget five dollar coffees and avocado toast, guys. You yeah. Know? Uh, that's that's where it's all going. We're, we're so yeah, we're perpetually twenty two. Don't they realize? Don't they realize that those tickets are a little bit pricey? I mean, a hundred dollars, I would be like, okay, that's you know reasonable. what? For yeah. third tier, for third tier AAC, I'm like, okay, that you know, fine, a hundred dollars per, hundred and fifty. I'm like, yeah, ah. just like so, yeah. I was like, I was like, I just so I told Sarah, but I was like, you know what? We'll just wait till like you know next year. Because <laughs> the tickets are still going to be the same price then. <laughs> what's what's? I'm sorry to bring everybody down, but what's really killing it and and just making it impossible to go to, to tickets anymore is like I remember being young and you know young like when when concerts came out, you went down to the ticket office to get tickets. Like that's that's how far back I remember it. And they would talk about, you know, ticket scalpers. Well, that's that's illegal. You can't, you know, buy tickets and, and jack up the price and do all that stuff. They try and control against that. Yeah, that's literally what everybody does now. Just digital now. Yeah. And so it's acceptable. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, because they, 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 it's basically they, 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 they develop programs. Like, even though, it's like, Ticketmaster and, like, you know, like, uh, you know, whatever other online seller says, oh, you know, we, you know, we authenticate. There's ways to get around that, and people just just as soon as tickets drop are just clicking and buying as many seats as they possibly can, and it's 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 ridiculous, Adam. You know, I agree. That we should there there are, we should return to there are some things we should we should return to the old ways to. That is one of them, and um, I, I kind of feel like uh, that I see Sean Dice trending right now on Twitter and my for you. I'm like, maybe wolves are looking to tra- uh, tra- you know, roll back the clock, so to speak. Roll back the clock all the way to last season. No, um, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, we'll certainly be talking about wolves. I want to wrap up our music conversation by doing a music slash football conversation because I did hear this story today. Jordan, you'll appreciate this. So, qualifying for the Women's World Cup um, for next year, which I I believe is in Australia, New Zealand. Um, that is wrapping up. I, I know it's wrapping up in Europe. I don't know about, um, you know, over here in CONCACAF, it may have already happened, but basically we're wrapping up to that and then getting to the point where we're, you know, ready to select groups and, and do all that kind of fun stuff. And so I believe this is the first women's world cup. That's going to be 32 teams, which is exciting. And, and so of course there, there, there'll be some teams who are qualifying for the first time ever and that's exciting and one of the teams that is doing that is the Republic of Ireland uh they won yesterday uh to to qualify and in the locker room though they um were videoed singing some songs that unfortunately have pro IRA connotations um i believe the the phrase was uh oh uh, up the raw which of course is referring to um the IRA so the the football association of Ireland and uh, and the team have had to come out and basically apologize that uh, they unfortunately chose to celebrate by singing songs that uh, supported a uh, a 
I, I guess it's essentially a terrorist organization. So, anyways, that's an oopsie. Um, but uh, yeah. What? <laughs> what's, what's your definition? Oh, hold on. Hold on. How loose is your definition of terrorist? Not, not loose at all. No, that's, that's what I'm. Uh, uh, so you what's so, so uh, saying out of all the songs they could have sang. Um, uh, you know what they couldn't they couldn't have sang about their little armalite or you know um um come out you black and tans really yeah, that, that was that wasn't one of them but but there was I did see some comments online about how they're just like well in fairness there are some songs that technically yes do support the IRA but that doesn't mean they're not bangers like like uh, it's, <laughs> uh, now now all I hope for is is I want Ireland and England to to have it to have a to be in the group. I I need I need I need a, uh, a Republic of Ireland versus the English so badly just for uh the 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 pre the pre-match songs. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh <laughs> that one was unfortunate. Um but yeah, so uh, so welcome everybody to We and, Ate All the Pies. Oh yeah, no, go ahead, Jordan. Uh, and one more, one more quick hit. And it's not like the Irish themselves haven't had you know uh, controversy singing songs recently. Anyways, uh, if we go back to a Europa Com- uh, uh, Europa Conference League match in Dublin uh, with Slatko Rovers. <laughs> oh, that's right, because they were yeah, that was the thing. Oh, oh God. Okay, so that's the so yes, uh, I was in uh, in St. Louis. And Kansas City over the weekend. St. Louis, loved it. Great place. Kansas City, it's good. It's kind of like a bigger Oklahoma City, in my opinion. But um, but St. Louis, lots of history, you know, lots of fun, did a lot of cool things, lots of old buildings. Um, that was really good. And so we, we did a walking tour, because that's one thing Christine and I like to do when we go to these cities. And um, it was a couple people in the group, and it's this older couple who were just wonderful, but the guy's like a retired engineer, and the woman is a retired um, teacher, and we had a guy in our group who had a very, very clear Irish accent. Um, now, Americans will probably not be able to distinguish between, you know, Northern Irish accent and a, and a not Northern Irish accent. There are differences, uh, but he was not from Northern Ireland. He was definitely from the northwest of the Republic of Ireland, um, and this was very clear. <laughs> and I guess the guy got confused about this because. He was talking about the arch and some of the famous people who have come to St. Louis and gone up the arch. And apparently, uh, King Charles, back when he was Prince Charles, went went up in the arch. And so he's, he's rattling off the names, and he comes to Prince Charles, and then he points at the guy and says, I guess King Charles now. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this, this guy very, very much does not want to hear about the British royal family for very obvious reasons. That's hysterical. It's like, you like the queen, right? Yeah, yeah you're from over there. Top of the morning to you. Like, oh, God. So yeah, that was uh that was pretty but to his credit he did not he he just he he just kinda went along and you know he didn't really say anything, but uh that was that was one of the more entertaining parts of, of that trip is uh is the guy basically saying, Yeah, the queen. You know her, right? Uh, no, it's, it's not. Let's not talk about that. Oh man, boy! Uh, and so, actually, because of that, I, I admittedly did not get to watch a whole lot of Premier League. I did go back and watch the match, which brings us to our first topic uh, of the show. Um, 
By the way, Devin might join us later for some Manchester United talk. Anyways, uh, somebody reminded me to, to call on him in, in 10 minutes. But uh, first, 3-2 win for Arsenal at the Emirates on Sunday. And after that, Liverpool, uh, they're not in, in, in great shape. They're suffering their worst start to a season under Jurgen Klopp since he uh, first started the club. To make matters worse, the injury issues continued to pile up. Luis Diaz uh, got injured during the game. Now he is out until at least after the World Cup. Um, it was kind of a weird... I can't remember who it was. It was kind of a weird tackle foul. So I, don't, I don't know. It was a very strange tangling of legs that led to that. Um, and so it's an issue with his knee. Both Trent Alexander-Arnold and Joel Matip are now down for two to three weeks. Alex, uh, Trent had to go out uh, during that match. He was subbed at halftime for um, Joe Gomez. Klopp has basically ruled Liverpool out of the title race. The Reds sit 10th in the table with 10 points. They're six away uh, from fourth place Chelsea. Oh, and by the way, they play Manchester City this Sunday. So let's just start by breaking this whole situation down. And I want to ask this question first, because I know how, how I kind of feel about that. But do we all agree that Jurgen Klopp deserves the full season to turn this around? And if so, how exactly... Do you do that? And so, uh, I mean, I, I guess maybe the better way to ask the question is, is there a case for sacking Klopp at any time this season, or do you just go ahead and keep him there? Um, since, uh, you're, you're, you're up on my screen, Caleb, so we'll start with you, Caleb. Does Klopp deserve to have this, this full season to help, to help Liverpool get out of this whatever it is? I think so. Um, you know, if you look at the other like really high profile backing of the year so far, you know, um, with Thomas Teutschel, that was a very different situation. You know, obviously right. you had a player who, <clears throat> excuse me, you had a manager who wasn't really working well with the um, new ownership. There were, there were some real concerns over how that team was playing, you know, with, with Liverpool right now, it, it, if you read off the list of, of players who are injured, I mean, that's a pretty good, it's not a full starting eleven, but there's a lot of starters on that on that injury list. And so, mm. even though Liverpool is supposed to have enough redundancies built in to kind of deal with, you know, losing several players, I don't think any team is built to to lose this many players. Um, and and we also have to remember that, you know, they made some changes in the off season. You know, there's no um, Mane. Um, they brought in some young players like Fabio Fabio Carvalho from from Fulham. And so, you know, it's still fairly early. Um, so I would say it's too early to sack him. I think that he's proved that he can be one of the best managers in the game. He's dealing with an inordinate number of injuries and there's plenty of time for this team to get healthy. And because you have that pause in the season, you really have an opportunity to kind of get reset, hopefully get some of these players healthy and then really come out strong in the second half. And obviously, there's more to play for for Liverpool than just the the Premier League title. So, I think he deserves a full yeah. season. And you've got this World Cup break, during which time you could kind of you know there, there's that's sort of a moment in the season where you can say, okay, after this, as long as we, you know, do better, then we will still you know fight for the Champions League. We'll still be in the Champions League. Um, although I do I do wonder, and and I don't know if this is necessarily going to happen, but I do wonder if if Liverpool finish the season outside of the Champions League, whether or not that will spell 
trouble uh, for Klopp. But I, I also agree just because the, the injuries are, are definitely piling up, and, and that is, that's really hurting. I mean, when, when Luis Diaz went down, um, Diego Jota had to, had to go – Jota, Diego Jota. Uh, however you say his last name, he had to go wide uh, um, and play out there. And I, I thought he did okay, <clears throat> but it obviously isn't his his ideal position. <clears throat> um, and uh, and I think Firmino came on and sort of played there in the middle in a sort of weird sort of four four two, if you will, um, with uh, with Darwin Nunez there. So it's it's definitely causing them to have to find some personnel. To fill certain roles that maybe they wouldn't otherwise fill, um, but and and I, I feel like you might be going to make a point similar to this, Jordan. So I'll just kind of set you up for it. But this isn't the first time that Jurgen Klopp has reached this stage with the club, and suddenly things have started to go a bit south. Um, we remember back from his time in the Bundesliga. So, I mean, is this Maybe that time for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, I'm not to disagree with both of you all. If, really, if things if if things don't shape up and if you know they don't continue to progress in the Champions League, I mean, today's result was yeah, you know, a good one. Um, I'd sack them because, like you know, and you y'all are talking about the long, the long, um, you know, the the winter break uh, that we're going to have. That would actually be if like if league results aren't shaping up that actually be a good time to search for a new coaching candidate. Uh, because talking about having players play out of position, you're playing Trent Alexander-Arnold in defense, uh, clearly out of position at this point. But that's where he's um, always played, though. Right. Like, I mean, that's 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 where he started for Liverpool. That's where he – like, that's – so I don't know if you can say they're playing him yes. out of position. Now, you could make the argument that perhaps as they are struggling with this midfield that you should have – it would have been a good idea to move him over there. But you, I don't think you can say they're playing him out of position. And as he's struggling in defense so much that he is not going to be the first choice right back for England going to the World Cup. Well, he might be there now because of the injury to Reese James, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's playing out of position because his defensive failure led to the mar- – the, uh, the first, uh, the first and second goal of the, well, I believe it was the, the, the first goal, the, Mar- the Martinelli, he over- yeah. the Mar- yeah, the Martinelli goal, he, uh, he, uh, he didn't play, um, because he didn't step up to Odegaard or nor did he drop back and cover that space where the pass was clearly going to go. And then I believe it was the, uh, Saka goal, the one that was dummied by Gabriel, um, Martinelli was being covered fine. He overran. Martinelli was able to see him coming, cut back in on his left foot, and just pass into a wide open space across the front of the goal. He is cl- him and Mohamed Salah both are clearly having issues with confidence or. E- or something because they are not performing like they have in previous seasons and is affecting Liverpool. Um, because, oh my God, it's, it, it, it was so much fun to watch that match. That was, that was a fun match. Yeah. Because 
uh, uh, Arsenal uh, are gonna are are always gonna be on the attack. Uh, that is that is when they're at their best going forward because they have such talented you know players on the ball with Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, Jesus. So they're always gonna make something happen, and they're always looking to make something happen. And Liverpool is just giving goals up. Um, and yes, they did. Yes, they they can uh, they can you know get some you know score some goals, which I kind of feel like. Uh, and I don't know if the, uh, have y'all noticed this? Bobby Firmino has not been first choice for Klopp, and. And, you know, when he comes off the bitch, he kind of has like a like a an attitude to him, like he's gonna you know show out a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, have y'all have? Am I the only one noticing that? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I think oh, he's he's got like, a challenger now in Darwin Nunez, and so he he's definitely is gonna want to you know. I mean, he's he's gonna want to try and perform because he wants the starting spot back. But that's healthy. Like you want that in a team. You want yeah, your players to, I, I do, to be doing. But like, it it it, it 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 seems like uh 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 Bobby Firmino uh, Bobby Firmino is on his like revenge tour like he's gonna like I'm gonna show Klopp for not putting me in the first in the starting eleven, um which I mean it, it is getting results, you know because he is scoring goals, but this this Liverpool team is it's 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 weird man it's weird it from weird where team. they've been weird from where they've been previous seasons they are not as cohesive. <clears throat> Uh, they are not as defensively strong. Van Dyke is looking, you know, not as not as such a you know. This is something you complained about. You know, everyone lauded him as the best defender in the world, and you were like, especially you, you were like, meh. You know, he's he's good, but he's not like the best defender of all time, and he looks average. I mean, the whole the the team looks average, and. Klopp personally is annoying. You know, he complained <laughs> about you know he complained about he complained about the grass on the on uh, on opening day versus Fulham. You know, there was all that drama that happened in the game against Newcastle, which Newcastle should have won. Um, because I feel like if uh, Isak uh, Isak's goal but, was not, but you're not bitter. No, well, no, I feel like if Isak's <laughs> goal was not called offside, that's two that's two nil. Okay, before okay. the end of the, end of the first half. How long ago did this happen? It, you know what? Hey, we. First of all, we should be in third in, in third right now. Okay. Okay. We we've been chopped out some points. All right. Okay. Um. You know, this is just not the Liverpool team of previous seasons, and it it's not it's not the you know the quality of the players because I mean there's they're still all the same guys now. Maybe some of them are a little bit older. You know, uh, H- uh, Henderson. Uh, <laughs> James Milner, uh, uh, who I think who who I think qualifies for uh, social services at this point, right? He's I mean, doesn't he get a is he, is he a pensioner? Doesn't he doesn't he collect the collect a pension with the game check? Um, it's yeah yeah it's 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 going to be a weird season for them, and I feel like Klopp is running out of time. So. I want to kind of jump off of your point about, you know, sort of the older players in the midfield and kind of throw what I think, um, or my best, <clears throat> excuse me, my best theory about what's going on here. So 
when when Jurgen Klopp first took over at Liverpool, the the whole idea of you know the Gagan press and pressing high and playing this you know what is he, this heavy metal football, and it's coming to the Premier League and it was this huge deal, and it was a big deal. I mean, think about what's happened since since that time. A lot of other teams have adopted um, that strategy. They have essentially changed a rule about goal kicks to a, to accommodate for this new tactical trend because you know with defenders unable to um to get the ball because the the they couldn't go inside their own box on goal kicks and the attacking team was pressing so hard so passing short was impossible so they said okay well defenders can, you can pass within within your goal your attacking players can't come into the goal until the ball is kicked, but defenders can, and you can take it. You know, used to it had to go outside if they you couldn't touch it. So that has has taken over sort of the football world tactically, and it's a style that is exciting. You know, it's fun to watch, but it does come at a cost, and I think the cost is that it it's it wears out players when season after season. You're being asked to play at this high tempo, high pressing level, and you're being asked week in, week out to essentially run through a brick wall. At some point, you're going to be like, man, I am tired of running through brick walls. I, I just physically can't do this anymore. And and that's just – or it, this is mentally exhausting. Can I bring myself to play at this level anymore? And I think that's what we've seen happen – uh, I think that's, that's I think that's what we saw happen at Dortmund, and I think that's what we are seeing happening at Liverpool. Now, there's there's really two ways that you avoid that um, from happening to players, and Klopp can continue on. Number one, you can change your tactics a little bit, and you know maybe some weeks you don't play like that, or you know maybe sometimes you 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 know, you kind of lay off for for a while, or you adjust the line at which you press. Now he's not going to want to do that because that's not his style. Okay. The other one is that you just continually cycle through players, and that you're you're almost always in this this state of you know these players leave, we replace them with these fresh, probably younger players, and I don't know if that's happened enough at Liverpool. I don't know if they've done enough of that during Klopp's time to be able to make this work season after season after season. So you have the same players doing the same thing at the same high level over and over again, they're going to get tired. They're going to get exhausted. I, I think Klopp you know, complained before and said this is because of fixture congestion. I definitely think that that has something to do with it. But every good team has fixture congestion. That's the price of being a good team is you're going to play a lot of matches. You're going to want to go deep in domestic cups. You're going to want to play a lot in Europe. The, the, the matches are going to pile up. And so you have to build your squad out. You have to have a youth academy that continually puts players in. They're going to be... At, at, at least a similar level so that you can sustain while your, your first team players rest, you're going to need to do that. And they most definitely have not done this well enough in the midfield positions. And that's what we're seeing this season. I, I think defensively Van Dyke maybe looks exposed this season because he is, because there is no midfield there that is pressing well enough um, and that can sort of provide that cushion so that he's not, you know, just getting, run down by the opposing attacking players week in and week out. So, you know, to that extent, I think 
Klopp needs to start, you know, making some changes and, and maybe rearrange his tactics because I think he has essentially got to the point where he has run this team into the ground. I think a few seasons ago when they had that bad start, you know, that we could kind of see that happening. I think they were able to get around it, obviously. But this time I, I think it's it's a much more prominent issue because this midfield is so bare thin. Um, so I, that's that's what I think is happening. I, I think this is just an effect of, of Klopp football wearing these players down, and they they didn't they didn't refresh enough in the midfield. Um, now is that Klopp's fault? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe the club told him, "Nah, we're not going to do that." I will say that the guy they brought in on loan, Arthur from Juventus. Speaking of injury troubles, he's I I think he's had to have surgery. He's going to be out for a long time now. So there goes that. So it it, it also hasn't been yeah, a fair um, season to him. No, Arthur is – yeah, Arthur is going to be out till after the new year. He might be done for the entire season. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. That, there's there's another problem. Um, you mentioned Salah and his low confidence. By the way, he, he did he did come off the uh, the bench today against Rangers and scored a hat trick in like 30 minutes or something. It was stupid. Um, but um, one thing I noticed in that game, he was, he was like – Tommy Yasu was uh, – for Arsenal was like his shadow. I mean, he played – Sala completely out of that game. And I just wonder if that was a bad day for Mo or what I think it was, which is tactically perfect by Mikel Arteta. I mean, I, I, Arsenal played this to a T in terms of making sure that they had all their bases covered. Although maybe it was easy for them. I don't know. But uh, but that was definitely definitely a, a bright spot for Arsenal's being able to, to send Mo Sala out of the game. He was substituted out uh, in the second half. Um, now, I don't know if, if you guys have, have seen any of this. This result was not without some controversy. First of all, there was a possible offside on Saka's first goal. That seeming, uh, Then there was the seemingly soft penalty for the foul on Thiago. I thought it was kind of soft. I thought the winning penalty for Arsenal was, was a little. But at the same time, I mean, he does make contact. What can you say about that? But also, the referee, Mike Oliver, had a talk at, at one point with uh, Arsenal defender Gabriel and Jordan Henderson. And then he went over to the touchline and spoke with the managers about something that was said, I think, by Henderson on the field at some point in this game. Now, the FA have announced that they were investigating. I don't know what was said. I don't know. Nobody has said anything about what exactly was said that led to this on-field conversation. I don't know if any any of you have heard it or, or if you've heard anything about possibly what that was about. I have theories. Um... But I don't. I, I don't know. It was just kind of an interesting situation. I, I. I don't think. I don't think it was. It was a racist comment. I don't. I think we can rule that out. You sure? I am. I think. Because I. I feel like if it was, we'd have heard about that by now. I mean, this is Liverpool. I mean, they. They. They, they do have history of uh, players using, you know, not so sensitive terms. In their recent history, uh, Luis Suarez, who used a term that I, you know, yeah, I mean that that was I think that's the only, the only one. If you said Chelsea, that, that I mean they've had some fans that have had some trouble in the past, but but I, I don't think it was. I think we'd have heard about this if it was if it was racist, and and I think it would have been not as calmly handled on the pitch if it were a racist remark if it were something that Jordan Henderson actually said that was racist. So I, I don't think it was that. 
but I don't know. My my theory is that I think Jordan Henderson may have said something about Thomas Party's um, alleged legal issues. If you uh, if you catch if you catch my drift there, I say alleged because I don't think we actually know if that's him for sure. I think it's highly speculated well, that he well, is. Uh, speaking of that player, uh, unnamed player, he he was um, re he was uh, reapprehended and then you know basically let back out let let back out on bail hmm. so um i mean it could have been honestly uh i i think hindo you know he would say something like that um but boy i i, I kind of hope it's something racist you know that would just uh make <laughs> why why would you because say it's liverpool you? i don't it's never good. I don't care who it is. It's never good. I oh, think it's, it's because good. Jordan Henderson is, is used to be a Sunderland player. I think that's what's coming into play here. True. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Caleb, what do, I mean, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think, you know, um, uh, Hendo said <laughs> in, uh, uh, in the match? Uh, do you maybe, maybe he mentioned something about Brexit or, uh, you know, uh, how you know he he he's not comfortable with a woman prime minister and Liz Trust and uh, you know Liz Trust and maybe she's a a, a, a you know undermining the union. Uh, who knows? I have no idea. Yeah, I hope it's not something racist. Um, but if it's not, it seems it seems a little silly to be going through all this. Like, what could he possibly have said? That's a good point. Yeah, if it wasn't racially motivated, that causes. Then to stop and referee to talk to the manager and FA investigation. Like I don't know. I think it's, hopefully it's not. If it's not, it's kind of overblown. Let's just move on. Yeah, I, I, I it, it's. I mean, I don't know. It, it's 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 very strange. And like I said, I, I it's weird how under a lid they have kept this. Um. Uh. So another thing we had this weekend was uh, a, a We Ate All the Pies Derby. Sorry to have to do this to you again, Caleb. Um, just a few weeks out from what was looking like relegation form and fans wondering whether the, the Moisai is in fact real. Um, West Ham have recovered splendidly. They beat Wolves last Sunday. Then they took down Anderlecht in the Europa Conference League before, in, in, in air quotes, handling, which we'll talk about in a minute, Fulham at home this past Sunday in a 3-1 win. Goals from Bowen, Skamaka, and Mikhail Antonio led the home side to a comeback following Andreas Pereira's opener in just uh, the fifth minute. Now, I decided on this one because I haven't put I haven't put West Ham this high up in the show a whole lot this season, so this is my chance to sort of say how great this past week has been. Um, although I know Caleb will, will, will definitely disagree with that, but I, I saw the highlights of this one, and... And I was uh, I was very pleased. Obviously, a uh, bit of a slow start, but uh, I overall I thought it was a good game. And Fulham, to your credit, Caleb, Fulham did. I mean, they they piled on the pressure there at times. In fact, toward the end, I was listening on the radio, and I was just like, "Why are we giving them so much space?" Um, so, and I I think with Mitrovic, you may have had a better. This may have been a, a better result for you. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, all credit to West Ham. As soon as they realized they could just, you know, kind of grab the ball with their hands, <laughs> they've really, really just done a lot better recently. So um, that small tactical change has really assisted. No. Um, I can't believe nobody's thought of it. 
I know. Just pick it up. Like, just, just pick, pick up, up the ball. Yeah. Just pick it up and run uh, away. No, I mean, that was a game that West Ham deserved to win. I mean, Fulham started out strong. That prayer goal was amazing. And then he turns around and does something very stupid. <laughs> and this is this is my contention. You know, okay, yeah. This is my problem with Fulham at the moment. So Fulham fans, of course, want to complain that we got hosed by VAR and the ref and their handballs and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. And the penalty was soft, whatever. That's fine if you want to complain, but the reality, you can only, you really should only complain about the things that you can control. And one of the things you can control as a player is if the referee tells you twice not to do something and then you do it. I don't give a shit what it is. If he asks you not to skip down the field twice and you keep <laughs> doing it, you need to stop doing it. Yeah. So for Pereira to be told twice, stop tackling whatever. Neanderthal, y'all had running toward the goal. Hey, that's and, that's Craig Dawson. You give show some respect. That is that's yeah. Sir Craig Dawson. Yeah. Well, for for the for the the rugby player, y'all were I mean, throwing at the I at mean, the goal. Caleb, what Pereira was basically doing was considered elderly abuse. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you you got to be more gentle with a geriatrics. <laughs> well, he. I'll say this: he went down. He's Thirty-two, you ass. But regardless, like, if, so that's the first thing. It's like, so that, okay, we shot ourselves in the foot once. And right. then that just takes all the wind out of their sails. And yeah. then it's like, they sit back, they let things happen, they stop they stop attacking, they stop, you know, and they really just kind of stop playing. And yeah, it would have been it would have been better if Anthony Robinson was back and Kenny Tete was back and Alexander Mitrovic was back um, and Harry Wilson was able to start and William was healthy. And um, man, if Solomon was healthy. So, I mean, this is not a full strength Fulham side, but yeah. I think Silva's really got to do something about just the. This is not, you know, that was his 60th game to manage for Fulham. And I want to say, I could be wrong, but I want to say Fulham has only come back to win a, a match after they were down at halftime like once in those 60 games. Like, there's just not a lot of come come back and win from him. And so I like to see that attitude change because it doesn't matter who we're playing. If, if you get punched in the mouth and you kind of, you know, crumble, you're not going to, you're not, it's, you're going to find it very hard to stay up in the premier. Yeah. It, it's, it's an issue of, you know, you kind of need that, that grittiness and, and a lot of promoted sides kind of need that. I think that's one thing that, that because of their squad situation, Nottingham Forest lack, because you just don't have that, you don't have that togetherness in the team to be able to say, okay, lads, we're going to hold on for 60 minutes here and we're going to grind out a point. And oddly, the one promoted team that seems to have it is Burnmouth. Because if That's you go back you, and look at what they've yeah. done recently, they're constantly scoring two or three goals to come back and, and salvage a point or three points. And I, I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, it, but so, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's that grittiness of saying, you know, you grit your teeth and you go back and you get that goal, you get that result you're looking for. you got to be able to do that every now and again. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> first things first. So th- the Skamaka goal, it's it's weird, and I think we actually kind of saw this happen in the Arsenal Liverpool game where it looks like a clear handling because that that happened to to Gabriel. I mean, his and I think that was almost worse because in this situation, first, so th- I think there are two times that they were wondering whether the ball came up and hit. Jean-Lucas Kamaka in in either the arm or the or the 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 hand. 
The first one, to me, definitely hits his hand. I don't think there's any question. But it's it's down by his side, and I think because of that and because of this recent rule change where they've basically said, okay, well, you know, because there were, I guess they said that there are too many of these goals that are being chalked off because of this tiny little incidental handball, which seemed like a little more than a tiny incidental handball to me because it kind of leads to him controlling the ball a little bit better so that he can scoop it up. But it, it sort of comes up, it hits his arm, and then it like, one one time it looks like it almost hits his forearm as it's kind of out. Now, I don't think it hits his forearm that time, but it definitely hits his hand when it's down by his side. And to me, that is, that's, I, I, I think that's enough. I mean, if, 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 well, I mean, West Ham definitely lucked out because if I were on the other side and I saw that happen, um, I'd be very, very displeased. Um, we're, we're not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we're not, we were not happy about it. Yeah. it also, his this, reaction led you to believe that he, even he was like, oh, well, you know, I, well, I, yeah, I, I think basketball he, dribbled this ball. So let me get out of here. <laughs> I think he he thought either a he had handled the ball or b he may have even been offside. He wasn't offside, but so I, I think he he definitely saw that and was just like, oh no. Um, the pen the penalty is definitely like that was soft in the sense that Dawson kind of knew what he was doing. Now it's a very good point that you make. You know, Andreas Pereira was told twice, "Don't do this." But even then, again, if if I if if I were on the opposite side of this. And, you know, Andreas Pereira were given a penalty for running into Craig Dawson and falling over, which is kind of what he did. I would be very unhappy. So, so yeah, it, it was... But overall, I mean, I, I do think West Ham have been playing a lot better lately. I think they've turned a corner. This team is, is definitely starting to come together. Um, it's just kind of a shame because I feel like the teams that we will be competing with at the end of the season for certain positions... They are also doing better. So Manchester United are out of their funk. Chelsea are out of their funk. Um, so it, it kind of is coming to a time where it's like, eh. although I think we are level on points with Liverpool and we have more wins. And actually, Caleb Fulham are still a point ahead of Liverpool. So there you go. That's exciting. Let's go. I, you know what? I, I do want yeah, to. Before, it's, it's oh, go ahead. like we're at the yeah. bottom of the table, at least. You know, in the last two weeks have been really tough. Hey, uh, I, don't, I don't want to sound too upset. Yeah, I mean, going down nine two in the last two games is terrible. But I mean, Fulham's still in a good position. We're gonna get some of these guys back. We'll be okay. Yeah. Yes, Jordan. And uh, Caleb, you at least had the consolation prize that this weekend you uh, uh, Brentford lost to Newcastle five one instead of four one. So there was that plus. Uh, and Adam, I'm kind of upset that you did not include Newcastle in the teams that you'll be competing. Uh, for European places with this season. Oh, did I leave them out? I'm sorry. I uh, Yes, you did. That was, uh, yeah, sorry. you did. Sorry, uh, about sorry about that. Now, now, now that we're going to, now, I mean, when we face y'all, you know, for the second we at all the pies derby, uh, uh, War Miggy is going to have to score like a worldie on you or something, sure. you know? Okay. <clears throat> sorry, I uh, <clears throat> forgot about uh, that little club from the north. Um, so, uh, uh, so London actually, I... <laughs> London Bias. It's back. Um, actually, before I, I should have asked this earlier, I'm sorry. So before we go on to our, our final sort of main topic, um, uh, you know what, actually, we'll, let's save this for later when we talk about the games, um, <clears throat> that are coming up this weekend. 
Sorry, everybody. Um, so finally, this is this is just kind of an interesting because I'd seen this come up, and we have a chance to talk about it now um, with what happened this weekend. So Manchester United certainly owed their comeback win uh, over Everton in large part to cult hero Cristiano Ronaldo, who scored his 700th goal for the club in their 2-1 victory. Uh, but recently, some in the I would say the the international game sphere, particularly those of the the Portuguese international variety. Uh, have been making some comments that are suggesting that Ronaldo has perhaps spent too long playing for the Portuguese international team. So, I mean, a lot of players they'll, you know, retire from international from the international game first, and then they'll still play club football for a couple of seasons, and then they'll retire from that. Ronaldo has not done that. He, of course, holds the record for most international goals. Um, ever scored by a player. He, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't think he holds the record for most international appearances, but I, I know that he has had many of them for Portugal. And so, you know, from a sense of we've had a similar discussions like this in American sports, I just kind of wanted to put out there, is, is there kind of a time that it's okay to say, this player really needs to call it a day on his career, be it international or otherwise. And this is, of course, other than when the player decides, and that's just excluding, you know, like major injuries and, and issues like that, obviously. Um, you know, those are times when you might have to say, okay, it's it's, it's time for you to, to retire because this is obviously taking a toll. But, I mean, is I don't, I don't know that there is an accepted time other than when the player decides to say, hey, you need to step aside. Th- these comments were, were kind of strange to me. Because I feel like if Ronaldo feels like he can keep going internationally, why why shouldn't he? Well, I mean, th- there is a difference uh, in the way the players can perceive themselves and the way they play, and then we can we, we as the 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 pub the public can perceive the way they play. Uh, because there's clearly there's clearly times where um, we've seen a player just kind of. Wa- get washed like right before our eyes, yeah. and you're like, "Damn, he just doesn't have." I'm uh, let's let, let's take a throwback to uh the Broncos Super Bowl, Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, he he was carried by that team. He was not an uh, a positive asset during that playoff run and ultimately Super Bowl win. Uh, I'm gonna be a little bit controversial right now. Tom Brady, um, you know the refs are having to uh, uh protect him. Uh, he he, he kind of looks like he doesn't have it anymore, man. I don't know. Maybe it's getting uh, divorced with uh, you know uh, 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 Giselle. It's something. Something's not there anymore. It, the magic is kind. It looks like it's gone to me. Um, I'm also going to throw uh, another player, and this this actually hurts my heart. And uh, and the Sarah Beth might be mad at me for this. <laughs> Dirk. I Whoa. love the fact. That, I love the fact. I love the fact Whoa. that he was able to have one year with Luca and impart his Dirk wisdom onto him. But for his own health and like life after basketball, he should have retired two years before that happened. Do you want Caleb to hang up? Caleb, 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 uh, uh, you've you've heard the stories about how Dirk basically like can't walk anymore, right? Like his knees and his ankles specifically are so bad. That it hurt. It, he's still hurting in his retired life. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> sometimes you got to give it all for the team. 
would say <laughs> he, he, he gave it all for the team. He won us a championship, man. <laughs> he did. He did. I'll, I'll he he had the he had the greatest playoff run in NBA history. He did, Amen. Preach it. I'll say this about like <laughs> so part part of the discussion is like one of the reasons why it's difficult is you go okay these guys are like the world's greatest athletes right competitors right so Tom Brady is the best quarterback to ever play right Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the best if not the best strikers to ever play the game yeah so you kind of assume they're gonna know when they're not. You know, when they don't have it, and they're used to performing at such a high level that they may perform at the level that the average national team striker performs at, and they'd still be like, well, this isn't me, so, you know, I'm going to hang it up. So I would say kind of have to trust the player to a certain extent. Um, You know, I think last year for Portugal, Ronaldo scored like 13 goals and 14 appearances. This year he's been less prolific, but... You know, if, if he doesn't have it, you know, the way he used to, obviously at 37 or however old he is, he's not as good as he was when he was 27. But, you know, the first question I'd have is, is he still better than whoever's behind him in the squad? And right. does he think he still has it? And if that's the case, then yes. Now, I will say I think Portugal has underperformed recently based on the quality of Portuguese players we see in the Premier League. I mean, you see some of these guys play, and you go, man, Portugal, that should be a team that is not squeaking into the World Cup. That is a team that should be, you know, should be waltzing into the World Cup. So yeah. maybe there's a leg to stand on, but I mean, I don't, and I don't know enough about the Portuguese national team to know if there's somebody who's like right behind them jogging for that spot. But it's kind of like the Buccaneers of Tom Brady. I agree. Tom Brady isn't necessarily, is not looking as good, but it's not like they've got, you know, Matthew Stafford behind them. You know, they've just got some, you know, they got some backup, so um, I think it's a, a discussion worth having. But I don't know if it's really fair to say he should have hung it up a long time ago. He's still performing at a high level, at least within the last twelve months. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, scoring against Everton. I mean, he's still contributing, and I, I think that point is very good. I mean, he's performing at such a a unhuman level for so long in his career that it it when you know. If he does take a step back, I mean, he's still a good international. So, 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 yeah. I I think trusting the player is is key. I do think when it comes to things like injuries and obvious injuries, things like that, maybe you you know the player needs to have a conversation. But he hasn't really had that. He's he's had he's been pretty healthy. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's good, good, good. Good talk there. I, I think it's always interesting to talk about you know these international these these guys who we celebrate so much. When do we you know, when do we have to take a step back and say it's time to to hang it up for, for your own good and for the good of the game? Uh, but I definitely think that Ronaldo has not reached that point just yet. In fact, I think the World Cup, this this coming World Cup, is a good time perhaps for him to have one last swan song um, with uh, with Portugal. Uh, going over the... Uh, Adam. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was real quick going to say, uh, I, I think, do we need to hear from a Manchester United fan? Do we need to read the Devon phone? He uh, and, uh, he will not be joining us. He has he has ooh. some recruitment calls to make, so he will not be here tonight. And he, he texted me. So so just to run down the, the other results from this weekend, and uh, like I said, I, I unfortunately were not able to catch most of these, but uh, surprising one starting off the bat. At least I think it's a little bit surprising. Bournemouth two, Leicester City one. Um, this is one of those where it's it's strange that Bournemouth won, but it's actually not so strange that Leicester City lost. Uh, after the highs of an East Midlands Derby, Midlands Derby win, Bournemouth 
bring the Foxes crashing down to earth with a comeback win uh, at, um, almost said Dean Court, uh, the Vitality Stadium. Chelsea 3, Wolves 0. Uh, interesting news from the Wolves camp, who they are still without a permanent manager, Julian Lopetegui. I, again, hope I said that right. Reportedly, turned down the chance to become the manager at Molyneux. So the search goes on for both form and a leader at Wolverhampton. Uh, meanwhile, Chelsea march on four wins in all competitions since the end of the international break slash when uh, when Graham Potter took charge. So that's pretty that's pretty good uh, for him. A nice little solid start there. A, a, a bit of a new manager bump. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how they do. Although they were definitely helped. Sorry, I'm I've. My the Italian team I follow is AC Milan, and I'm still a little upset at uh, the Champions League results from yesterday because Fikayo Tomori, former Chelsea player Fikayo Tomori, uh, was adjudged to have fouled Mason Mount in the box and was given a straight red card, and that essentially prevented that game from being any more exciting than it was. So yeah, they they lucked out. I'm a little bit upset about that still. Uh, uh, real yeah. quick, uh, just uh, a quick comment on that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that referee was not having it at all. He was very this is court the, happy. The Champions League. Oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was not letting anything slide. He was throwing yellows for like the slightest of you know uh, of tackles. He was, that and was, it was uh, it was one of those where it was like, yeah, technically. He's he's kind of pulling at Mason Mount, and you could call that a foul. However, if the player who you are fouling still gets a shot off, I would hardly call that denying a goal-scoring opportunity because he still shot the ball. Ergo, the goal-scoring opportunity was not denied. He was just fouled in the process of that happening. So I, I just don't buy the red card. I think that was a bit much. If he had just given the penalty, I'd have been like, okay, well, I understand. But the penalty plus the red card that early in the match was just very annoying. Uh, Manchester City 4, Southampton 0, uh, Hurling Holland. Just just the one goal this time. Bit disappointing uh, from him. With uh, Foden, Riyad Mahrez, who I forgot about, um, and Jao Cancelo, they keep City uh, flying high. Um, though thanks to that Arsenal result, they are still in second place. Newcastle 5, Brentford 1, a comprehensive beatdown at St. James's Park. Jordan with uh, I think Bruno scored didn't he? Oh, Bruno scored had Bruno had a lovely brace. Uh, I will say if y'all watch the highlights of that match, the first goal the Bruno header was probably one of the best like well uh, you know uh, well run like free kick plays you'll probably see all season. Uh, they had uh, Amaron come and take a short corner and just kind of. Uh, push it back, you know, you know, pass it back to a, uh, 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 to Kieran Trippier who, uh, just puts in a beautiful cross and the, the defender loses actually Bruno G and he just kind of floats towards the, the back post and puts in a, a header across, uh, David Rea. It was beautiful. Um, I will say I love Miguel Amaron, um, but just just talent wise alone he's not going to be a starter in like the next iteration of this team i think but i made God, this argument earlier this season and you said you called me out for it no i i mean but God, 
you know what he'll you know who he's going to be in in the rise of in the rise of this team um he's going to be their uh, samir nazari um he's not going to be a starter but he will you know he will he will put in his best effort he will help the team uh, in, in his own way uh i mean that that goal he had where um you know he just kept it, we, he just kept pressing and um good things happened <laughs> hell it was it's, it was nice to see jacob murphy get on the score line uh you know again great job by the front three of newcastle pressing the back line of brentford and mm. you know getting two goals because of it yeah it's a very, very good win uh, for Newcastle. Brighton nil, Tottenham won. Harry Kane's eighth Premier League goal of the season gives Spurs a valuable win down on the south coast. Uh, nice way for them to come back after the defeat to Arsenal the week before. Crystal Palace 2, Leeds 1. Uh, sad Jesse Marsh. Eberechi Eze completes the comeback for Crystal Palace. He's I'm excited to see him grow. That that injury to him at the end of last season was, uh, was upsetting, but uh, I, I want to see Eze grow in this team. Uh, Leeds have not won a match since August. They've had a couple of draws in there, but it's they uh, the wins are are eluding them at the moment. So just something to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, we already talked about it. Uh, West Ham three, Fulham one, Arsenal three, Liverpool two, Everton one, Manchester United two, Cristiano Ronaldo again seven hundredth uh, club goal. Anthony also keeping up his good form. The Red Devils first loss in seven league matches for the Toffees. And then we had Monday night, Nottingham Forest won, Aston Villa won. Manuel Dennis uh, had his strike canceled out, and it was a bit of a, a milestone in this one, Caleb, that uh, that you pointed out for uh, for Aston Villa. We got to see the uh, <clears throat> ever young, half the young. <laughs> Oldest goal scorer for Aston Villa, I think, is, is in club in the, history in now. In the top flight. In the top yeah. flight, okay. That, that makes sense. Still, though, that's pretty good. Uh, 37, I, I would 30, say, 37 years uh, young, Ashley Young is. Yes, Jordan. I was going to say, because Aston Villa's history goes back to, what, 1892 or 1896? You know, it's over 100 years. There's got to be some guys in, like, the, the 20s and 30s, <laughs> uh, you know, who had, like, full mustaches and were, and were balding and that were, like, 40 or 41 or 45. You know, it's Sometime after the Great War, but before the second one, uh, there was a guy who was, you know, uh, <laughs> smoking a cigarette <laughs> while on the touchline, uh, you know, coming on as a sub, about to put in a header. Well, I, I probably, yes, uh, was along the touchline um, and uh, getting his, his cigarette lit before he, uh, he went in and scored and probably celebrated with another cigarette. Uh, so that result was uh, from Monday night. We'll take a look at the Premier League table real quick. And it just went away from me. Come on. Here we go. Uh, so after this weekend, Arsenal still top on 24 points. Uh, City are just a point behind them in second. Tottenham and Chelsea round out your top four uh, with uh, Tottenham now four points ahead of Chelsea. But Chelsea do have a game in hand. United are just outside in fifth place, uh, just a point behind Chelsea. Newcastle, just two points off of that fourth place, Jordan. After nine games, uh, Brighton are even with Newcastle on 14 points. Bournemouth, Fulham, and Liverpool round out your top ten. Liverpool just barely. Well, I say just barely. They, they've got a vastly superior goal difference to Brentford, uh, who are in 11th. Everton 
in 12th. West Ham up to 13th with that win this weekend. Leeds are in 14th. Crystal Palace up to 15th uh, with their come-from-behind win. They're now even on points with Leeds and with Aston Villa, who are in 16th. Southampton just outside the relegation zone. In 17th and uh, the bottom three, still Wolves, Nottingham Forest, and lowly Leicester City. Brendan Rodgers perhaps on some borrowed time at the moment. Uh, They've got a tough, tough game coming up. This weekend, um, which we will talk about in a minute. But any any other notes from the weekend? I know we didn't. Uh, it, it's like I said, I, I I didn't see a whole lot of matches, so if I've missed anything that uh, is of a particular importance, um, please speak now. Otherwise, we'll go ahead and look toward this weekend. I didn't catch as much either because after that Fulham result, I was pretty done with soccer for a while. <laughs> Fuck this game. I, uh, I, I, I will say uh, after after the after the win, after you know Newcastle has just clearly owned what that part of West London. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, in the group chat, I, 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 you know, we were only we were only at nine points back at the time, and I, I texted Caleb and was like. Title contender? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Sure. Uh, so it's, on, it's, on it's, November, it's the, there yet. November the 12th is when, is when you host Chelsea. So your opportunity to to uh, claim ownership all over all of slash most of West London uh, will come next month, Jordan. So, Which, by the way, just a, a quick aside, um, there, is a, there is a non-zero chance that QPR gets promoted this year, by the way. So oh, wow, that'd be amazing. Have, we might have all four West London teams in the Premier League next season. Maybe that'd be we'll fantastic. It's, it's early. That would be fantastic. And I mean, that's true. It is early. Let, let, in all honesty, I mean the the Al Sayed family does probably own a lot of West London property. So <laughs> <laughs> um, there's probably some some floors of some luxury flats. That we, that we just they just own the the whole fucking thing. So uh, yeah, you know what? It's been a while since we did a championship update. I'll I'll do I'll, I'll do it. I did I haven't I didn't prepare you, Caleb. Um, but uh, um, Sheffield United and Norwich and QPR are all on twenty four points. They all have seven wins, three draws, and three losses, and they're really not all that separated by goal difference either. Um, Sheffield United in first, Norwich in second, QPR just outside in third. Uh, Burnley, Reading, and Swansea round out that those four teams that would reach the playoffs um, in the championship. Uh, West Brom they sacked Steve Bruce this past week. I can it's I can hear Jordan smiling from here. Um, they're in the relegation zone along with Huddersfield. Sad day, and Coventry. Although Coventry have a couple of games in hand because they've had those issues with their stadium uh, this season. Um, but they might, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if the last laugh would, would count here, but they, they might get what you would call a last laugh because the, the, the issue for Coventry is that the owner of their stadium, which are the owners of Wasps, basically treated the, the pitch poorly and they couldn't play there because of how bad the pitch was and the Wasps owners refused to do anything about it. Well, it turns out they refused to do anything about it because Wasps rugby is in serious, serious trouble. Um, and could be the next Premier League rugby club to essentially be suspended from this season because they can't pay players. So that is happening down in rugby land, which is uh, also very sad. Um, 
So yeah, they've got some issues there, but that's your championship uh, just at a glance. And then looking ahead, here's your weekend. So we start on Friday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time on USA Network. It's Brentford versus Brighton from West London. Then Saturday morning, Leicester City with a very, very important match at home against Crystal Palace. That's at 7.30 uh, a.m. Eastern Time. That's going to, also going to be on USA Network. Uh, just a couple of games on Saturday at 10 a.m. for you. Fulham versus Bournemouth, which is on Peacock. Um, and then the, the former, formerly the Scotty Parker Derby, uh, which of course it is not anymore because Scott Parker is, uh, has been thrown out the uh, the moon door. Wolves versus Forest um, is on USA Network. That's again at 10 a.m. on Saturday. The late Saturday game at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Tottenham versus Everton at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that's on NBC and Peacock. So not a whole lot on Sunday, or not a whole lot on Saturday, but Sunday is jam-packed. There's four games kicking off at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Aston Villa versus Chelsea. Leeds versus Arsenal. Those are both on Peacock. The USA game, Jordan. Manchester United versus Newcastle from Old Trafford. Uh, Again, that's on USA Network at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And Southampton versus West Ham uh, from the South Coast. That's at 8 a.m. as well. The late game on Sunday, and this is the one that I kind of want to discuss about. Uh, they're, they're talking about Manchester City versus Liverpool on USA Network. And is this still a big game? Like, I, I, this is one that at the beginning of the season you'd have said, you'd have circled it and said, this is, you know, going to be the game. Like, this is the first clash of the Titans, these two title contenders. But with Liverpool so far back, I just wonder if this game has lost a bit of its luster, or are we still looking forward to it? I, I still kind of want to see Erling Holland versus Virgil Van Dyke. I think that could be exciting. Anybody? Is this still? How do we feel about this now with with Liverpool kind of? Well, um, if, if 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 Manchester City are basically on their own version of a Ro- Roman tri- triumph through the Premier League, uh, I would I'm still going to enjoy uh, Liverpool getting their ass kicked. Um. Uh, I, I really am hoping for like a six-three kind of you know United level scoreline, just something to rub it in those smug fuckers' face. Jesus, um, what did they do to you? You 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 know Adam, you know you know. Oh, that's you right. Also know, you, you also know how the American Liverpool fan is too. Uh, yeah, but they're bunch. They are. Yeah, but they've kind of gotten quiet. So it's it's been a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, let's shut them up a little bit more. You know, let's just have like a nice seven-one city victory. If they're going to cakewalk to the title because they have a a, a goddamn alien uh, as their number nine, uh, let, let's at least have some fun score lines with the supposedly second, you know, second uh, second best team in the league. Um, actually, I am looking. But prior to that, I am looking forward to this Manchester United Newcastle match so much. That's why you wanted so them to be on. That's why because, you wanted uh, them to be on. Because I get, I get to shut up my coworker and hopefully win a twenty off of him. Um, so fingers crossed for me this weekend. Uh, yep. So um, hold on, I'm doing. I'm doing top shelf picks live because that's next. Uh, and I haven't picked the games out yet this season or for, for this week. But I think what we're going to do is we'll include Man United Newcastle in that list as well as um, Man City can I, versus can Liverpool. I, can, okay. Can we do Man City Liverpool 
United versus Newcastle, and then could we do a relegation special? Leicester versus Crystal Palace, because that's the one I picked. I was going no, to say Wolves Forest. Um, sure. We'll do Wolves Forest. That's on, that's on, that's on the Saturday, too. Uh, Wolves Forest. Okay, so just to catch everybody up. Um, so we all got two points from last week. Um, Jordan, you, got, uh, you correctly predicted that Tottenham would beat Brighton uh, and also that Arsenal would beat Liverpool. Uh, I correctly got the West Ham win over Fulham and also Arsenal versus Liverpool. Caleb, you missed Brighton versus Tottenham and West Ham versus Fulham. However, coming back strong by correctly predicting that Arsenal would beat Liverpool by three goals to two. Well done to you, sir, getting that uh, getting the uh, the result exactly right. Um, hey, I'm, I'm just saying, you see this, you see this uh, Top Shelf Picks trophy that I have? You know? <laughs> They don't just give those out for picking daisies. Uh. <laughs> they don't just get. hand those out. You don't get those. You just don't. Get <laughs> so yeah. So we all got two points this weekend. Um, so the gaps are still the same. So uh, hey Adam, real quick to remind Caleb, what are the uh, what are what's the what's the rankings? Well, what, what's I, the positioning right now? I will tell you. But like I said, it's all still very very close. Jo- Jordan is still in first with fifteen points. Uh, I am just behind him in thirteen points. Uh, with 13 points, and Caleb is uh, on 12 points. But uh, we're all still kind of within striking distance of each other. We're just waiting for one weekend for one of us to do a very, very good, you know, have a have a really good weekend and then, you know, suddenly come up, uh, uh, come back up to the top. So it's very close. But uh, let's, let's go into this week. So I want to start with – who started last week? So it's going to be Caleb. So Caleb, you're up first. Um, if you don't mind. And just a reminder, so the matches we're picking this week, Wolves versus Forest, um, that humdinger, Manchester United versus Newcastle on Sunday, and then, of course, the big one, Manchester City against Liverpool. Is that correct? Yeah, okay. Wow, There's so there's, there's two home games in Manchester this weekend. That's kind of strange. Anyways, um... Uh, yeah, so uh, Wolves versus Forest, Manchester United versus Newcastle, City versus Liverpool. Caleb, you are up first. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, wolves at home versus Forest, or Wolves? Wolves are at home. They're at, at Molyneux. Wolves at home. Yeah, what a shitty match. Um, it's Jordan's fault. So. I guess, I guess let's do. God, these teams are so bad. Um, <laughs> let's do a, a. Let's do a. I know what I'm going for. Let's do a one-one draw. Although I okay. think Force should be able to win this. They've just been so ineffective, and they just have not gelled. Um, what's my next one? Manchester United versus Newcastle. Tough one too. United looked so terrible in the Manchester Derby, and then looked pretty good. And, Everton, yeah. And then Newcastle has been just rampaging through West London. Uh, Jordan is is any significant injuries? I'm sorry, I'm mean, using a lifeline. Newcastle <laughs> is uh, is Gimaresh and, and all the boys back, or is there still still some issues there? Um. So, uh, 
So really the only injury uh, of concern right now is uh, Isak. Uh, right. Callum Wilson is back starting. Uh, uh, Allen St. Maxim actually got in some um, uh, back half of the uh, of the Brentford match uh, to get back to full fitness. Gimaresh is running on all cylinders. Uh, nice. So... And and Joe Ellington also got back as well, so yeah, we're we're cu- we're coming healthy. And also, uh, Anthony Martial uh, Anthony Martial might be ruled out for this match as well. So something to yeah. keep in mind. Yeah, that's a good Newcastle. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this a three-two win for Newcastle. Wow. Um, I think Isak is fantastic, but I think he's even a little bit of a uh, he. You know, I think Newcastle is pretty explosive even without him. So. Um, yeah, that should be a good match. And then my final one is, remind me. City Liverpool. That one's easier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd like to say, you know, Liverpool was not terrible versus Arsenal, and you'd, you'd right. like to see them kind of bounce back. But, I mean, my God, if you showed up, if you accidentally wandered in the Liverpool locker room right now, they might suit you up. Like, they might. Like, <laughs> have no players. In, they might be like, listen, bro, is there any way – Whatever the, the however the, the, the Liverpudlin uh, accent would be, uh, listen, we need you out there. So, um, yeah, I would say, I would say, give me City three one over over Liverpool. All right, yeah, I'm not going to try a Liverpool accent. That's just too. It's it's. Oh, it's is that uh, Scouse? Is that the? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's very, the yeah. Uh, Beatles are from. Just think Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Think of. Think of uh, Paul McCartney saying that to you. Um, okay, I think I'm next. Why did I do this to myself? Uh, okay, so Wolves versus Forest. Um, I agree. This it's not going to be a fun one. I, I I'm going goalless. I think it's I think it's going to be a nil nil draw. Um, Wolves aren't scoring. Forest can't score because their their players don't know each other's names. Uh, by the way, I believe they fired their main recruitment guy Forrest did because of how bad this team has been doing even despite the the cash injection that they had this summer which I don't know it's just the hallmarks of a team that's not going to go very far this season if you're already blaming your recruitment guy for not being able to gel together an entirely new team so anyways um Manchester United versus Newcastle boy this is this is tough um and then also, I I also have in the back of my mind that Jordan did not pick West Ham to beat Fulham, um, and uh, uh, this past week. And though that Why did come, tough, Adam. though that did come back to beat to, to bite him in the ass, um, I uh, uh, you, I, I still have, feel like I should. Is, I have some feelings here. Um, you have some feelings for the X here. Uh, are you are you looking at the Instagram page? <laughs> you, know, you know, looking and just like man. I wonder what might have been, you know. No, you got to move on, man. You're no, forever blowing bubbles right now. No, no need to look back, and you know, no need to look back and you know, reminisce about the past, no. about the good times. No, it, look it, ahead. it ain't about that. This is this one's for you, Devin. Manchester United two, Newcastle nil. That's my prediction. Uh, and then Manchester City against Liverpool. Man, my heart says it's going to be a shellacking. But here's the thing. This is kind of Liverpool's chance to say we're not done yet. And I think that it's it's going to be one of those games where all that energy that you maybe are struggling to come up with, if you're a Liverpool player that has been 
you know, having such a hard time finding this energy again and again, week after week. This is going to be the game where that's going to come out. However, City are just so strong, and they look so good, and I I can't think of anything other than I I just I think it's going to be a two one win to City. I, I I don't see Liverpool winning this game. I I just don't I I, I don't see it. But I, I I do think it's going to be better than what the recent form suggests it's going to be. Because recent form suggests it would be like City 5, Liverpool nil, But I don't think it's going to be that. Um, Jordan, you are last, but certainly not least. Uh, so first of all, the one that you wanted to pick so much, Wolves versus Forest, then Manchester United versus Newcastle, and City versus Liverpool. Go. Uh, Forest 1, Wolves nil. Okay. Uh, Forest gets a much-needed victory at Molyneux. Um, Adam... I'm yes. gonna say uh, no, no need to be such a kiss ass to Devin. <laughs> uh, you know, you picking Manchester United is not gonna improve your uh, is not gonna improve his chances of uh, of marrying your sister. I don't, um, the, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. I think that's the I think it's partially the reason. Like you're trying to butter him up or something. Hell no. Uh, it I is don't want to butter be, anybody up yeah, in that situation. That sounds it, gross. It's gonna be it's gonna be Newcastle two, Manchester United one. Okay. Uh, uh, Ronaldo gets a gets a late one, but the game's clearly going to be in hand. And y'all are way overplaying Liverpool's chances against Manchester City. It's going to be four one City. Uh, Klopp might if, if if the game goes as badly as, as I think it's going to happen, Klopp might be out the door. Because uh, I don't know how how you won. Yeah, was, I don't know. How was, how was one goal overplay? I, I don't. Uh, I was more talking about Adam Caleb. Uh, I mean, you had some balls with that three-one pick. Um, I, I don't know how anyone in that in the Liverpool uh, midfield is going to keep up with anyone in the City midfield. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, I think James Milner is collecting a pension as well as a game check at this point. And uh, you know, uh, Henderson, you know. If he did, if he said something about Thomas Party this week, he'll definitely say something about Mindy uh, this weekend. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it'll have the same effect. They seem to be a little, a little more. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that guy anymore. Uh, Man- He's been there's a lot off. of Manchester. There's a lot of Manchester City new phone. Who this? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, what's up? Uh, yeah, that's 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 oh, yeah. That's it, nothing. It, Anyways. So yeah, when I collect uh, all six points this weekend, it's going to be lovely, and I also get twenty bucks too. So, uh, yeah, no. More importantly, Adam, why are you wishing me to lose twenty dollars? I have real life, I have real life money on the line on this Manchester United Newcastle match, and you want me to lose twenty bucks? Hey, what kind gam- of family are you? Gambling is uh, gambling's a risk. A you should show it's more self control. Is that what you're going to say? Gambling's a sin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd have thought that of your grandparents, not of you, Adam. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, I, I, we're definitely. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to. To you know, I'm trying to do some some catching up here. <clears throat> yeah, I, I gotta. I gotta go against the grain a little bit to try and get some get some points. This is. I, this is my gamble. This is my gamble weekend. Ah, so okay. Yeah, gotta 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 try gotta try this out. Plus, United are at home. I don't know. Just it feels. I feel it. Um. All right. 
and that's it. Unless I don't think there's any. Uh, I think we did enough ranting and raving in the, at the beginning of the podcast, so we're good there. I mean, real quick, Adam, uh, do you want to do you want to rant a little bit about uh, FC Dallas versus Minnesota United uh, on a Monday night? That is pretty shitty. Like um, I don't like, to make the playoffs for the first time in several years, and they put our playoff game on a Monday night in the middle of Monday night football. And I don't think it's MLS's fault as much as it's Fox's fault, but. I mean, but uh, but awesome. in that defense, at least they did not put it on Sunday afternoon because going into the Cowboys game because that's when because the Cowboys play the Eagles Sunday night. That's the big Sunday night NBC game. So put it on nobody, golly, just put it on Saturday. Make it a Saturday afternoon. Make it a Saturday Cowboys. afternoon, and then people can do that, and then you can be back in the pub watching the late college football game. More importantly, though, uh, I am uh, I am happy that because um, it's been a while. Uh, the the MLS playoffs don't re uh, re reseed after the first round, right? We're on the side of the bracket where we do not have to face an LA team until the Western Conference Finals. Uh, yes. So yeah, we're gonna have a nice Texas derby once we dispatch a Minnesota. So I mean, assuming Austin wins, yes. I I, I kind of think they will. Hey man, uh, I mean that's the thing about MLS, and I, you know you can say what you want about their, their level of play, but the parity in this league is unbelievable, and it's to the extent that like you don't know, like playoffs could go anywhere. Like we could get our, I, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but we could get shellacked by Minnesota. I mean, I suspect that we will win, but I mean RSL, you know they they've won this before, they've been in the playoffs before, you know. Austin are a young team. I'm just it's. I'm on paper. Austin should should win this easily, but I'm just saying. Did Austin you don't know. RSL, I thought they got. Um, no. Nope. Yeah, you're right. They did get RSL. So yeah. it's uh, it's LA Gal. I, oh, that's the, the the match of the weekend is going to be the Gal. It's going to be the 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 second match on Saturday. It's going to be yeah. Galaxy versus Nashville uh, uh, versus Na- Nashville because of the Haney Mukatar. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Which is on TUDN. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Like for real. It's come on. It's MLS. Put put this stuff on one of your many ESPN channels. And you know, or, or, maybe I don't know. What about ESPN show? Exactly. <laughs> put it on ESPNU. I don't know. Just put it somewhere. Like put I think it somewhere ESPN, on TV in English. Put it on the defunct. Put it on the defunct ESPN News. There you go. But just put it somewhere, like, uh, <clears throat> it, and you can still put it on TUDN. Like, I don't, I don't mind Spanish language. That's fine. But I would like an option to watch it in English, please, because it's, 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 you know, let's. Why not? Por qué no los dos? Why not both? <laughs> All right, um, we're we've rambled enough. So yeah, MLS playoffs coming up this weekend. Lots of Premier League action going on as well. Uh, thank you guys for joining me once again, Devin. Sorry you couldn't make it. But you're doing some real soccer work, so we won't hold it against you. Um, and yeah, Jordan? Let's go eat some pies, guys. Let's go eat some pies. Everybody enjoy the weekend. We will see you next week and uh, some World Cup coverage news coming very soon.